Hey, this is John Sally, and thanks for listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. This is Cassie Sobleton. I'm a health and wellness expert, speaker, and author of Back to Balance. You're listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Hi, this is Lisa Hickey, CEO of Good Men Media and publisher of The Good Men Project. Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Hey, it's Jason Robel, the author of Eternity, and you are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. This is Michael Patrick Peters, the creator of Dance Meditation Technique, and you are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. This is Len Barker from the Mankind Project Chicago. You are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Hi, this is Katie Delbaugh, author of the book Let It Out, and you are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Here are your hosts, Chris Forte and John Moises. I'm John Moises. That is Chris Forte. Live brave. And this is the Humble Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the show. Hello, Humble Warriors. We're back for another episode of the Humble Warrior Podcast, and this week we've got a special guest that's near and dear to your heart. Yes, both him and his father. Um, I've read both of their books, which we'll we'll talk about, you know, as we get going here. And that's you know one of the things you and I've talked about as far as one of the spiritual fitness practices we like to do is is inspirational spiritual personal development reading, and uh, at least twenty minutes a day if you can do it. And both uh, uh, Don's father's book, The Four Agreements, and his book, The Fifth Agreement, have been very instrumental in my life. And, uh, you know, very grateful to have uh, Don here today to talk about it. Great. So before we start talking to Don, I want to thank everybody for subscribing to the Humble Warrior Podcast on iTunes, following us on Twitter at The Warrior Pod, and liking the Humble Warrior Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So this week we have Don Jose Ruiz who is an author of the book, The Fifth Agreement. In 2010, he released the book, The Fifth Agreement, in partnership with his father, Don Miguel Ruiz. Following the publication, Don Jose began traveling around the world, delivering his positive message of motivation and change to people all over the United States, South America, Mexico, Israel, Japan, and Europe. His message is changing lives and bringing people closer to themselves more than ever before. Don Jose inspires lives by sharing the wisdom of his family lineage through his own life experiences. Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast, Don. Hello, Don. Oh, hello. It's great to be here with you guys this morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, before we dive, you know, into your book, The Fifth Agreement, and your dad's book, The Four Agreements, I kind of going to defer to you because you've been, you know, I've been following you and you've been on this spiritual journey for so long. And, you know, I just wanted to hear, I guess, maybe from you, how you, you know, a little bit of background on you and, and what spirituality means to you and, and maybe kind of educate our audience because the shows that we've had in the past have been kind of what we're trying to do here, Don, is educate the our audience and bring awareness to them of, you know, what, what spirituality is. And it's, it's really, we each have our own definition, but um, for someone like you to educate our audience how can you define spirituality and what it means to you? And and then I would love to, we'll get into the in, into your book here in a second. Yes, well, for me, spirituality means to live with an open heart, to see with the eyes of peace and compassion and understanding, not of the eyes of knowledge that just uh, limited us to see one way of life, but to see the beauty in everything. And once we begin seeing the beauty in everything, we begin treating life with respect, 
And once we treat life with respect, it's because we treat ourselves with respect. So the main goal for me for spirituality is to reach the, the level of enlightenment that for me is very simple because it's to have free consciousness. Once you have free consciousness and you don't support the lies or the negativity around your life, your energy vibration becomes, you know, fluid. And uh, with awareness, you become very spiritual because this is the way what our natural way of being is natural lovers of life. But we believe in so many lies that, you know, that separate us, especially with knowledge that separates uh, in religion and work of life. And this is why the important thing about having an open heart and understanding compassion is very important in this very day of life. But that's for me what spirituality means. Mm, well said. And I like how you said enlightenment, spiritual enlightenment, because, uh, you know, it is, is about, you know, growing and, you know, uh, your, your, uh, the, your dad's book, The Four Agreements, I think, I mean, I, I have to count on my hand, but I would have to say, you know, it was maybe like either the third or fourth book I read when I started reading over, you know, 18 years ago, books on spiritual personal development. And that book hit home, uh, the four agreements and trying to live those four agreements. And I found what I found interesting about your journey is when the four agreements, you know, were written. And I know that you've lived by them, obviously, with your dad. That, you know, it didn't come out to some years later, about 13, 14 later, till you came out with the fifth agreement. And I think that's kind of what, you know, that journey of spiritual enlightenment and spiritual growth is. Like, you just didn't stop at the four agreements. You, you keep going. <laughs> yes, it is very, very beautiful because I remember the first time that I read the four agreements, I was going through a very difficult time. Mm. And I was surprised how I read the whole book. But then after I finished reading it, I said to my father, I, I can't believe I sat down and read the whole thing. And then I read it again. And I said to my father, I can't believe this book um, is like I read it again. It's changing. He goes, no, who's changing? It is you. Mm. And sometimes we learn how to apply things for, for ourselves. You know, how are we going to apply the four agreements? Like my brother does it beautifully because he explained that the four, uh, supporting the four agreements can become the four conditions and separates you, you know. That's, that's why from, from you. That's why it's very beautiful how we can get to our integrity with this book, because that's what I felt like. My, I asked my father, I felt like you wrote this book, especially for me. Mm. And, uh, and, and I know this information, and because of course you know it, because, you know, it's integrity talking to integrity. There's nothing new in this book, but it's just like a mirror. So every time you see yourself looking in the mirror with such clarity and, and wanting to grow, you begin to unlayering un 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 the, the layers that we have, you know, the lies or the negativity. And it's so beautiful as we grow, the more that we leave behind is, the, is what we grow. And this is what we know about the Totec tradition, that in the Totec tradition, there's nothing to learn but to unlearn because the word Totec means artists of the spirit. So when we are open-hearted and artists of the spirit, you know, every day is a new lesson. Mm. Yes. And for the audience out there, the four agreements, you know, from a high level, uh, this book was written in the late 90s, but the four agreements are number one is be impeccable with your word Two, don't take anything personally three Don't make any assumptions and four always do your best Did I get those right Don? Is there yes, correct <laughs> And then in what's great in Don's book the fifth agreement He gives a good overview of the four agreements and then going into the fifth agreement which he wrote with his dad which is be skeptical, but learn to listen. And the break that down is don't believe yourself or anybody else. Use the power of doubt to question everything you hear. Is it really the truth? Listen to the intent behind words and you will understand the real message. 
So, Doug, can you, you know, expand, you know, expand on that more, the, your fifth agreement in your book here? Yes, the fifth agreement is very, very powerful for me because um, when my father was in, a, in a, he had a heart attack and he was almost getting into, ready to go into comas, but we didn't know that at the time. So he was kind of saying goodbye and I kind of asked him, what is the best way I can repay you for everything you taught me? And he said, you know, help me to change the world inside of your mind and changing the world inside of your mind you know, will help change around around you. And I go, well, how would I do it? And he goes, you will know. You will, you, you will know. And, and, and I want you to do me this favor, be skeptical, but learn to listen. And, you know, those words ring to my head a lot of times. And, you know, when I was trying to play these four agreements, I said, oh, my God, I understand what he was teaching me now. Mm. Be skeptical, but learn to listen from the heart, not in a social position that I'm more intelligent than anybody else or not to believe anything. No, it's to not believe my own lies. It's, mean, it's to mean to be skeptical of myself or my negativity, like saying, I'm not perfect, I, I cannot change, no one loves me, or I didn't do good. You know, that voice that plays in our heads that puts us down is to be skeptical about that coming in because sometimes we're like the scorpion. The thing is with its own tail, you know, this is what we do with our head, with our knowledge. We hurt ourselves with our own, you know, and, and this creates a, a nightmare for us to live by. That's why when we're skeptical of our own negativity, what happens is that we're practicing to be impeccable with the word. And when we practice to be impeccable with the word, you know, we begin to think impeccably. So just imagine you train yourself to not believe in lies. And it's you training yourself because you only know what's going on in your world. And having this uh, this new agreement really helped achieve the, the, the other three, but especially the, four, the fourth one that is my father's favorite agreement. He said, without this agreement, they will not live. And it's always do, always do your best because that's the one of action. Yet, but the fifth agreement really is a... Uh, like I said, a graduation of the Toltec is when you really learn how to master yourself, you know, when you really know how to master your own negativity. Because, you know, in one point, um, working on these projects, I really understood the meaning of my life. And it's to take care of Jose because I know what makes Jose happy and I know what makes Jose suffer. And how do I know this is because I am Jose. This is what the Fifth Agreement takes us to, to really respect the love of our life, which is ourselves. Yeah, well said. And I love that. And I've taken that to heart also with your dad said, always do your best because that's that is like an action item, right? That we could always do. I mean, that you know, just to take that one to heart, you know, um, we're, we're helping ourselves. Yes. And to realize that we're, we don't have to judge ourselves for not opening water, uh, not taking water from a rock because to doing the impossible, not to hurt ourselves, because sometimes we punish ourselves. And when we do our best, you know, that's the end of the of the judgment that we will give it to ourselves, because now we respect our, our, ourselves from a totally different level. Yeah. Can you take us into um, more a little bit and maybe into your daily practices? Like what other exercises or rituals or routines you do to kind of that has gotten you to this place um you know i know writing has obviously been instrumental in in reading and 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 um studying under your father but are, are there any other spiritual practices you use or anything that our audience can benefit from that you do yes well, one thing that i like to share with my friends is the the open channel ceremony and the open channel ceremony is not like from other people might think, well, I'm going to be open channel and I'm going to channel Moses. I'm going to channel Cleopatra. No, nothing about that. You know, for me, that don't, I don't much believe in that because what I really believe that we channel is ourselves. It's our own heart. So I give an assignment to my, to my friends is to get a recording device and press record and speak. 
Mm. What are you going to speak about? Speak from the heart. You know, you don't know what you're going to speak. Just speak. Just speak out loud. Just let it. Just let yourself flow, and begin to say things to yourself, or just whatever comes into your mind and heart. But then afterwards, put stop, and begin to listen to your voice. Begin to listen to your message, and then and do another recording and listen it to again, and then you can begin feeling the power and the love from your voice coming out from you. But this assignment is specially made. When we get out of our center, you know, when we get a ha we have a bad day or we believe lies, you know, that making us hurt ourselves is to get this recording device and push play and li listen to ourselves because who else can get us out of the bad situation than ourselves? What who else can get us out of a bad nightmare than ourselves? And and the moment that we begin listening to us, you know, we go, hey, this is me. <laughs> But the most important thing about this is that you begin empowering your your heart, you know, like being skeptical of your own negativity because sometimes you know the the music plays so the the voice is so loud in our heads you know saying you're not good the judgment you know the self-judgment and this is something that we have acquired over time for the addiction of suffering that exists in the world you know that it's okay to suffer that it's normal to suffer but it's not and uh, and we can totally see that this is the real sickness that's happening in the world that is affecting the whole the whole the whole mother the whole world that's why when we wake up and change our own world this can be transforming And it's beautiful when we really take the the opportunity to really listen to our own voice and feel our love, you know, and and not be like the the one that wants to speak out and cannot speak because then we judge ourselves because you know life is short, and how are we gonna spend our vacation? This is the important thing about you know listening to 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 our voice because after we begin practicing, you know, being open channel is when I say to my friends, you know, like with a happy smile, says, you know, I believe in prophets, mm. but the prophets that are gonna prophesize their own intent to say. If I am suffering right now, in a, in a, and 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 I'm and I'm lost in alcoholism, and I get awareness and epiphany, and I say a prophetization, you know, in one year, I give my word that I'm not gonna be an alcoholic and I'm not gonna be drinking anymore, you know, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna stop doing this kind of lifestyle. But you know, in that act of power, you know, you voice it out, and when you voice it out, it's like getting a seed that you're gonna plant in the soul ground. And by taking the action, by doing our best, you know, every day, you know, we're working on ourselves. You know, we're we're building a plant. And this is the beautiful thing about, you know, having power in our word because, you know, then it really becomes impeccable. And when our word becomes impeccable, you know, it's very hard to take anything personal because we feel it. We feel the invitation that we say, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. And you've said, wow, so many, you know, great things here. And I think one is, is, and it's part of what we're trying to do on our show is this is work, right? I mean, you have to put in the work, but it's the work on yourself. So everything else around you is going to be you, you you if you put the work in you could have the life you want but you do have to do the work and, oh yes the, the the work is our message and, uh, right. and life gave us all a garden and that garden you know no one comes and do, does it for us as long as we want to you know somebody to come and do our garden <laughs> right. but, you know we have to do it ourselves You're and right. This is the work that is our mind. Yeah, and I love and I love the recording exercise. I'm going to do that this week because I think what's happening too. Then, and please uh, tell me if you're seeing the shift because I know you travel all over the world. But the world is starting to shift to storytellers. You know, back you know thousands of years ago, in all different tr uh, traditions, it was about stories, and it's like we have to come to peace with our story of of who we are and then be able to share that in a way so that we're then serving and giving back 
But we have to come at peace with our story first before that can happen. Yes, it is beautiful how you say it because the stories that we share, the storytelling is based on our experiences. Because our, in our experiences, we have imagination and dreams that, you know, that form the story of the message in the quote. And this is a beautiful thing, how it was in the past, because we were not based on knowledge, you know, as knowledge as the truth. No, we were based on the heart and common sense. And, you know, we're really returning to common sense. And it's beautiful to see all over the world, you know, like uh, like Stephen Patrick Morris, he said, you know, people are the same everywhere. And uh, and there, it is true, you know, there's negative people, there's positive people. You know, there's people who do good, there's people who do bad, you know, like my fiance says, you know, in this world, there's bad bacteria and good bacteria, you know, like in the body there's in the world, but the good bacteria is the one that wakes up, you know, and this is the the, the people that we're all waking up around the world that we're ready to support mother, not any go against mother, go against the future for the children of the next generations, because, you know, it's it's time to end the selfishness that we've been believing, you know, that it was okay, you know, like in the 50s or 40s or 60s some about time, there used to be uh, signs in the hospitals, the doctor requests, you know, suggest you, you smoke a cigarette, that it will take the stress away, you know. Now, over time, we know that it's lies. So imagine all the lies that we believe in, you know. It's time to let them go. What doesn't work, doesn't work. And sometimes we want to live in the past. We go try to live like a, they live in a hundred uh, thousand years, you know. And my grandmother said to me once, if I catch you doing what I did, you're killing the Totec tradition. If you do what your father's doing, you're killing the Totec tradition. You have to do what comes of your own experience, how you overcome yourself. Because how you overcome yourself, you know that anything that we went through in suffering wasn't in vain, that we went through the flames of that suffering, of that hell, but only to give a message, a message of peace to the ones who are, are wanting to go there. Then it is the one beautiful thing about, you know, not making yourself a martyr, not not saying that it wasn't supposed to happen when things did happen, is to make the the make it for the best and let the negative go, you know. And sometimes we hold on to the negative stories because we're addicted to suffering and we hurt ourselves with the story again and again and again, like something that happened 20, 10 years ago that is not really real anymore. But we still give power to that abuser or to that thing that happened to us. But it's time to really let it go. And this is the beautiful thing about having respect for the love of your life and uh, and telling it with experiences and storytelling because. It's like my drum teacher says, you know, once you make a mistake and you're aware of it, what's the next step, Jose? And then I said, what is it, teacher? Don't make it again, you know? And that is your forgiveness. <laughs> right, right. And I mentioned, you know, and that, and I'm glad you mentioned teacher because that's, you know, one thing we've tried to uh, communicate on the show that, you know, you, you don't have to go about this alone. Like there, if you kind of just put out there on this path that you're, you know, working on yourself, pe people are going to come in your life and it, it will just happen. And can you kind of like explain that in a way, you know, maybe to our audience that I, I've not been able to do, but it's like when you make this shift and you start working on yourself, you really become aligned with, you know, uh, Mother Nature, Earth, or the universe, or whatever one's belief system is, but the right people start coming in your life. And if you need growth and you need help, you know, what's the sign of a teacher coming into your life or a good way about going finding one? Yeah, the, the perfect, beautiful thing is that everything comes in the right time. We always know that and we always have faith in that. And, uh, and the beautiful thing is to have not, not have expectations at all. Right. Because we don't know. We don't know when somebody's gonna show us up in a bus stop or show us in the in the in the airport. You know, we never know where we're gonna leave the message from. But the moment that we begin um, beginning to listen is when we really want to change. You know, 
mm-hmm. is when we really want to change, not for others, but for ourselves, is that we really want to change the moment that we say that's enough. So just making that decision, uh, everything begins to shift around us because now we begin being aware, aware of what? That we're transforming. And this is what really helps to be skeptical of our own negativity. Like the fifth agreement says, learn to listen, because you begin listening now to your heart, to your emotions. And one of the thing, the beautiful thing about having this, uh, this, this, uh, this awareness is that uh, our body feels nervousness, our body feels fear, our body feels all these emotions that you know that can be supported by stories. And once we are aware that these just stories from this point on, we can totally see life as the teacher mm. because life has been teaching us from the beginning and, and 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 at the same time you know deep inside of us we know that we're learning too and we're teaching to ourselves too we have to really put attention to our heart and this is what i was mentioning earlier before when people when we people go to through some experiences in life you know and we don't know what we go through but we pull ourselves out from you know and uh and then somebody's gonna come to our life and we're gonna share that experiences with well, it's the other way around too. Other people have gone through so many experiences, you know, and any and moment that we talk to them, we can totally feel because we can totally feel when someone is connected to us, someone who has gone through the same thing that we are because, you know, there's some people who talk to us with knowledge. They really understand from the heart, but there's some people who understand from the heart. So that is what I'm trying to say, that whoever resonates with you, whoever that your heart can open up with, that is the, the, the person to be. But no, that is only opening up because you have the decision and I love the uh, thing my brother told me in one of his lectures. He said that he saw an interview with Robert Downey Jr. and Oprah Winfrey. <clears throat> and Oprah Winfrey asked Robert Downey, how difficult was it to leave your addictions? And Robert Downey said, it was very easy. And Oprah Winfrey said, how can you say that when you went through so many different rehab centers? And uh, Robert Downey said, you know, it's because all those different times I went for somebody else. But when I went for myself, that was it. Because when you go for yourself for tr- transformation, you don't want to change anybody else. But what happens when we get a little awareness? We want to change everybody around us because we don't want to change ourselves. Mm. But the moment that we sh- want to change ourselves, you know, the right teacher will, will pop up, you know, the right book will come up. But you, we always know that we never stop learning. This is what I want to say with heart. We never stop learning. There's always something that we let go of and something new we receive because that way we have a new message to delivery. To, to give and share and live by. Because the more memories that we create, the more smiles that would be on our face. Absolutely. And, you know, and you said it very eloquently that, you know, all our experiences are, are unique to, for us, but it's those experiences, the tough ones, the, the pain and the sufferings for us to overcome, to change and to make that commitment to change. And then in due time, as we're changing, you realize you are not, you know, you're not those experiences, right? You, they were, they just helped you in a way to get to a place of transformation. So almost being grateful for all those experience up to that commitment that's made you make the commitment to change. Yes, exactly. You know, that, that is beautifully said because you're grateful for all this transformation. It's like, this wasn't supposed to happen. No, we give thank you. And, uh, and each step of the pyramid is, 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 is another moment of our life. And I remember, you know, when I was in a, in a, I was in a beautiful marriage, you know, the letter became a marriage of disrespect and we both were not happy. At one point, you know, I, we, we, we separated with, from, my, from my ex-wife and then I got into another relationship 
and that other relationship, you know, begin disrespecting me and screaming at me. And, and I, you know, I took a step back. I felt a little ouch, but I went to the to the backyard and said, thank you to my ex-wife, you know, thank you, you know, because she, she gave me a teaching, you know, she, we grew together and we, we parted ways, but, you know, over that teaching, I knew that no one was going to scream at me again and I wasn't going to get tempted to scream at somebody again. And that part of my life was gone. So, no, you know, sometimes we go through things to really appreciate life later because, you know, this is the experience that we know. It's like, it's like I remember so many times my father said to me, eat this beautiful pudding. And I go, I don't like this pudding. And he goes, how do you know if you don't like it? If you haven't tried it, I mean. And, you know, and then I, I for 20 years, I, I think I think I don't like it. You know, and then one day I tried, so I did like it, you know. <laughs> There's many things like that's how we live by. I, I read, I saw this on YouTube, and I, and I think this is cool because this does start to happen, and it's kind of hard to put in words, but you, you put it in words, and I just want you to talk about it, or, or, if, or if not this one, another one. But when you start making this change and living this life, I would just say being an awake and being aware, I mean, every day becomes an adventure, right? And you just don't know what you're going to run into. It's, it's one could say, I'm also now, you know, doing, you know, I'll use my words, doing my best to live in the present. But you had these experiences. And I love the experience I heard about you at the Ozzy Osbourne concert having a spiritual experience. And um, I was wondering if you could touch on something like that, maybe not that story or another story where just stuff just happens because you yes you know everything is spiritual no one can tell us that what we're living is not spiritual because every day we're ready to you know to live with spirit you know spirit open and that's spirituality spirit in action and uh it's, it's very beautiful when we get the the beautiful um teachings from life like for me when i was in the Aussie osborne concert because i was previously in india with this master called say baba he created all this energy and when uh there was a song playing that's in the concert of the Aussie Osborne song come on coming home when they were singing home the whole audience singing home together it sounded like an ohm you know and and, and it was like <laughs> a power a, a powerful moment you know and there's very beautiful moments like that and I had another um uh, uh, memory that I had when I was going in uh from Santa Fe to Albuquerque and uh the, the previous night before we left in the morning I, my father did a beautiful uh, ceremony workshop and, you know, my heart was completely open. But the next morning when I got into the car, I began feeling depressed for no reason. And I remember trying to look for a story to fit into my, you know, my sad things, you know, the, why am I feeling sad? I'm looking for a, fishing for a story, you know, that I never find because of the radio was playing Elvis Presley song called, Are You Lonesome Tonight? And, uh, and, you know, it was beautiful to hear, Are You Lonesome Tonight? Do You Miss Me Tonight? Are you sorry we drifted apart? Is your heart full of pain? Should I come back again? Uh, tell me, parasite, are you lonesome today, tonight? So when I heard the word parasite, it was in my head, you know. I was saying, oh, my God, my, my sadness is, is lonely. And, you know, I, I'm, it's that time to feel into to that ne negativity. And, you know, this is the moment that we, we can get to transform our life. But, yeah, the teachings are everywhere. Every day we wake up not knowing where we're going to give a message or receive a message because, you know, we are a message. Our presence is the message. Sometimes just us walking into the coffee shop in the morning or to the juice bar in the morning, you know, wherever we go in the morning, you know, we're creating, we're giving a message that is our presence. That's why I like to say all over before Christmas, all over the years, you know, I like to say to our, to our family members, let's give them a different gift this year. Instead of giving material objects that we can give it, 
Let's give them something very beautiful. Let's give them our presence. Let's give them our clean presence. And they don't even have to know. We can be like the chef, you know, because this is what we're really giving. And uh, it, it takes years or, or it takes time to really know this. But once we know it, we know that it wasn't in, it was the right time. It was perfect time. There was no need to, to run up the pyramid to get there faster. No, each day of our life is special because each day of our life, we are alive. And like Mr. Tolly says, each day of our life, we have the now. And, and, and this is what the beautiful thing about it is because here is where we create. We don't create in the past. We don't create in the future. We create right now. We're living in now. You know, we may go home or pass away tomorrow, but, you know, we're planning like we're going to live forever. Mm. And this is a beautiful thing about having an open heart. We are right to, to, to have life because this is what is given to us, life. And every time we believe in lies, you know, we say we don't want to live, we don't want to do this, you know, we punish ourselves, you know. We're being like spoiled brats. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, we believe the lies of this situation because we have a good story. So, you know, we have a negative story in our life, you know, if we were treated badly in our legacy, you know. Let's change that legacy. Let's stop using the excuses that we treat our children because we were treated that we know. Let's see their mistakes that we do and completely change because the little kids, they learn not what we say to them, they learn how we live life. Right, and this is exactly what I'm saying right now. That we are the message. Every day we wake up, we go. We're giving that part of us. That's why it's so beautiful to practice the impeccability of the word, because it's just like a shift that happens when you begin to think impeccably. And once you begin to think impeccably, your conscience begins to be freer. And it's like the Egyptian says, in order to in order to enter heaven, your heart must be light as a feather. But of course, we're talking about the lighted heart, which the lighted heart can only come home with the clean consciousness because a clean consciousness hasn't have to remember all their lies hasn't have to stress about anything because he's always living in the moment and that's the beautiful thing about being the messenger that we are and you know whatever you like you know if it's in rock and roll if it's in poetry if it's in 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 grammar mathematics whatever is your passion to open your heart that's what it is about you know because when we open our heart and do action it quiets our mind and we quiet our mind we're back in the center then we are aware that we are the one that's made to ride the horse and not the wild horse to ride us. Of course, I'm talking about our mind. Right. And I'm glad. Yeah. Wow. I mean, said a few things there. I want to kind of, you know, uh, add on to, but one was, you know, getting to this gateway to our heart and because that's where kind of like our truth lies and, you know, you mentioned recording, you know, getting out there and recording, which I love. You know, one of the ways that I've been able to do it um, that we talked about in the show is just writing from the heart, you know, just just letting it flow, not worrying how it looks or whatever, but just like pen to paper and just attack the paper, you know, because the, that wants to come out of you however it needs to come out. If it's through voice or like you mentioned, like poetry or writing. We are all the artists, and this is kind of going to my next thing, because, which is so cool, is, is books have been very instrumental uh, throughout my you know, continuing growth process. And, and last night, and I read your book a few years ago, and I read The Four Agreements, whew, I think over, you know, I think it was 90, I think I've, I've read The Four Agreements like three, three times, but I think the first time I read it was the late 90s, and I read your book a few, you know, a few years ago. And, you know, preparing for this interview, it was interesting. I was talking, talk about, you know, spiritual experiences. I'd say maybe two to three days ago, I was talking to someone uh, who's helping me, you know, I would say is kind of like a mentor and teacher on this path. 
started saying, Chris, start operating and looking at the world as a seer. I go, a seer? I don't know what a, what is a seer? And he, he, he goes, that's all the information I can give you at this time. <laughs> and then I open up your book last night and I'm skimming through it. And I said, I want to read one chapter, you know, that, you know, I want, I personally want to get something out of it and, and talk to Don. And then I, re- I read chapter 12, becoming a seer. <laughs> uh, I mean, I talk about stuff happening for a reason. And your title, chapter 12, becoming a seer, a new point of view. And I lo- I'm just going to stay with the first sentence was, and then go back to opening the heart is 2000 years ago, a great master said, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Well, now you know that the truth is what you are and how beautiful that is. And really, as I read more into the chapter, a seer could also be known as an artist and we are all artists and we're all creative and we just have to figure out that way to get to our heart so we can truly find out who we are. Yes, it is beautiful because a seer is a visionary. And like you say, it's an artist. So when a visionary sees a scene, it's already dreaming. It's already dreaming the potential. And somebody may walk next to this person and says, that's not possible. That's not possible. And, you know, the other person will say, it is possible, you know, because it's seen. It's seen the outcome. It's breaking something. And in, in most beautifully, it's breaking, um, it's breaking out free from, and creating from the heart. And that's the beautiful thing because, you know, it's like what you said earlier, I love it because once you're ready to create, you put it on pencil, put it on paper, you know, just get it out of you because that's what it wants to do. That's what the art wants to do. That's what spirit wants to do. Just come out and create. And sometimes it happened to me, you know, especially with creating music nowadays, that you get all this machinery, you set up all the technology, and you're waiting for the music to come out. But once you figure out the technology and everything, the music already went. <laughs> because, because you didn't do it in the moment. And it's something beautiful that I really love about the, the, the seer life, you know, when we begin to see it. It's because we begin to put attention. It's yes. like we all get ideas. We all get ideas. We're like ants. We get, ante- we get antennas and we... That we're downloading, you know, like a Wi-Fi. And uh, and how many times have we had an idea, like to do something, you know, create this delicious ice cream, you know, we can do this, okay. But we never take the, the, the action. So one day we're walking downtown and we turn to the mirror to this ice cream shop and we see exactly the flavors that we thought about, exactly the way it was and go, hey, I had this idea, you know. And, and it's not to do it, you know, to say I did it. No, it's that we all have these ideas that we don't take the action, someone else is going to do it. We're always at service, you know, to know what direction we're, we're going to take. And and opening up to the attention of being a seer is because you know that you're a messenger. And a messenger is here to serve who? Heaven. So we see heaven in this world, you know. As, actually, we see hell too, but we see heaven. And when we see heaven, it's because we know that we are heaven within us. Mm. Because this is what we're here for, to bring heaven where, wherever, wherever we go. And heaven doesn't need heaven. Who needs heaven is hell. So wherever we go, we're turning hell into heaven because that's our presence. And that was the truth of our master that lived 2,000 years ago that says, and the truth will set you free. And when they were torturing him he, and, and said to the, to, the, to the guard, he said, you know, my kingdom is not of this earth, you know. My kingdom is not of your, your, your earth, you know. Whatever, whatever it means to happiness for you, that's not my happiness because the happiness really relies on me. So the beautiful thing is to let and serve the love of your life because you never know what it's going to create. 
and it's a beautiful thing to also stop the judger, the one that judges us, judges us, and that's the important thing about being skeptical, but learn to listen. And I remember not long ago, like two years ago, people were talking about the last judgment, you know, the last judgment is coming, and I turned around and said, you know, that's a good thing. And the person reacted and said, how can you say it's a good thing? It's the end of the world. Well, it's not the end of the world, you know, you said it's the last judgment. Imagine we live by the last judgment, the last time we judge ourselves, and the last time we judge others. Judgment is nothing more than an illusion. It existed before we were born, it exists while we're alive, and it will exist after we die. So knowing that, why do we want to give power to that? And and there's other things that are lies too. What do we want to give power to that? So as a seer, we can totally see that these things didn't work for us at our life, you know. And to be honest about it, to let them go and to really support what really serves us. And this is what we have been doing from the beginning of time is to unlearn. Unlearn all the negativity because we all have a garden and one, our garden is clean. That's it. We don't have to do anything but enjoy it. But the weathers are going to bring other other seeds are going to bring other weeds you know they're going to bring other things that we have to work every day like we said earlier in the beginning of the show we're always constantly working in our garden and no matter how much awareness we have you know we're never going to stop learning because it's not about learning a theories or it's about getting the message and when we learn we get a message to what to do because like i say uh not long ago i, I was like um very overweight and, and my head said that you cannot lose weight, you know, because it's the laziness talking. It's the I can't talking, but you know, said, no, every time I hear that, I will be skeptical to it and I will take action. And, you know, one year and some months later, I lost a hundred, a hundred pounds wow. and uh, like a hundred, like hundred pounds, you know, and it's because I could, because it's about the word and, and it's about anything. Sometimes we say we cannot live a certain way of life. It's because we keep supporting it. But the moment that we stop supporting it, you know, we leave the life behind. And it's the beautiful thing about our power of intent, you know, with the power of intent, we have a strong will. And that is what the, the seer, you know, lives by. It's, it's pure will. Wow. Wow. And, you know, this has been such a, such a great interview, you know, from what I'm hearing and, and to kind of maybe just, you know, sum this up is we have all the power within. It's all within our own hearts. We have to figure out what makes our hearts sing and get to the gateway to that heart. You left us with a great exercise to do to do that recording. There's other stuff we can do, write, sing, what have you, but we need to get we need to get that out as the first step of, you know, getting to a place of finding our truth so we could be free and and then, you know, and be our be our be our own messenger. Would that be would that would I be correct in that in that statement, Don? Is there anything else yes, you want to add to that? Yes, absolutely, because this is what is free us, you know, to, to be ourselves. Like many people come to me and say, Jose, will you be my spiritual guide? Will you be my spiritual teacher? And I said, I can't, brother, I can't. And he goes, why not? Am I not worth it? It's not about that. It's because if I'm your spiritual teacher, your spiritual guide, I'm going to teach you to be me. Mm. And one day you resist being me. That's why it's important to be you. And then one day when, when I, I'm down, you know, when I fall down, you will not, you know, hesitate to extend your hand and pull me back up and i do the same thing and, and this is the world we live by the master of friendship and you know it's not about religion you know it's not about separation it's about ways of life it's about unity it's about respecting each other's home each other's art but just imagine if somebody comes to an art gallery and instead of taking some uh, some spare change or, or cameras to take pictures it takes his own painting supplies 
and then begins painting on somebody else's art, what's going to happen? Well, security is going to come up and kick this person out of this place. And, you know, and the person will say, how rude, how dare they? And then after the fourth one, this happened the same thing. And then after the seventh one, say, why is this always happening to me? What's wrong with them? You know, mm-hmm. it's because nobody wants to see what's wrong with us. You know, so having this experience that we do and being realistically telling ourselves the truth would totally transform us. Because when I was a kid, 11 years old, I had an out-body experience. I dreamt, you know, and I woke up in my dream and I was floating and I saw my body sleeping. And I have to say this honestly, humbly, that didn't help me at all in my life. You know, the real out-of-body experience happened like like 15 years later. And it was I was beginning seeing my automatic reactions. I was beginning to see my habits. And, uh, you know, in, I didn't like them, so I began changing them. And this is one of the beautiful things about we don't have to think about, you know, changing, you know, the, what we're going to change. You know, we're going to know with our honesty, you know, with our open heart, you know, why it's not serving us. And the beautiful thing about when you, we have a voice is that we begin to transform that, the dream of our life, you know. And this is what we take the action for. And now we're at service to the love of our life. And we, here we are now. That's why I love the painting of the Virgin of Guadalupe. Because the Virgin of Guadalupe, the, the mother energy, represents our emotions, our life. The aura around her represents the interactions between her and life. And the little angel holding her with the moon plate, that represents us, you know, the mind. That if we are afraid of what we're feeling, you know, in the body and mother's feeling, we're going to fly away and the mother's going to drop. And, you know... We're here to support the mother, support our body, support our nervous system, support our, our you know, our fears. Because when, when we support our body this way, you know, we're having a real conversation with the divine. Because this is how I really understand in my heart that we talk to the divine. It's not in Spanish, in English or in Spanish. No, it's hearing our emotional body, listening to it and making it feel okay. If it's nervous, getting it back into center. That's why I love the practice of yoga and its meaning. You know, get comfortable in the discomfort, get comfortable in the uncomfortableness. And there's many times in a day, you know, no matter what awareness we have, that we're going to feel uncomfortable. And this is when we begin to be un- be comfortable with ourselves. And this is the last teaching that um, that I really got, got from my dad, really teach me, you know, strong. He said to me, you know, when I came back from India, I was meditating like for like um, eight hours a day. And one day he came knocking on my door and says, Jose what are you doing and i said i'm meditating you know i'm I'm transcending he goes no what you're doing is abusing meditation he goes what do you mean father i reacted he's it's because you prefer to be hiding hiding in hiding in a in a room with your closed eyes instead of being out with the world if you still consider me your teacher what you will do now is to meditate with your eyes open continue having the presence like you're breathing and not be afraid now to be with the world you know, and every time you look into somebody's eyes, remember you're still meditating. Every time you continue doing what you're doing, driving, cooking, whatever, you're still meditating. And you know that the sacred place is always going to be open. But this beautiful thing about, you know, spirituality is that we're here to open our heart. And this is what it's all about, you know. And and by listening to our own experiences and, you know, knowing that we're the love of our life, you know, we're, we're at service too. And some people say, hey, how can you be so selfish being at service to yourself? But, you know, we cannot give what we don't have because we can say to somebody, we love you with all our heart and we have a bad day and next week. And then we scream at them and then we took, we took away the gift that we give because we never had it to give. But if we work with ourselves, you know, we keep ourselves in the center, you know, we can give what we have. And this is the message that we, you know, that we give from our heart. And this is what it, the fifth agreement is all about. And I'm glad you said that because, you know, through past conditioning and, and through and just through everyday life, 
we have learned that we've put ourselves last on the list and how one may view this sometimes is when we talk about, you know, doing the work and take care of yourself first. Yes, one may perceive it's selfish, but truly it's unselfish because we have to work on this self. We have to, we have to do the work. So therefore, we can be that unconditional loving person we all want to be. <laughs> and so we have to make the commitment for ourselves so we can get to that place. Yes, ex exactly. Beautiful said because, you know, uh, humanity is, is, is ready to not pretend anymore. Right. It's ready to live in a reality. It's ready to be real. And the youth is coming so strong, you know. Yes. That is, is, that is beautiful, you know. You can see that everything that our, our, our ancestors did is just to be themselves. And this is the same thing that we have to keep continuing on doing. Just be ourselves and keep having that heart open and know that the little ones, you know, it's okay for them to have their heart open, no separations and everything in unity because, you know, this is what our, our world needs now. Mm. Well, Don, again, so grateful that you've been on the show. Um, I love your book, love your message, love the work you're doing. Where can people find you? Because I know you, you do stuff, number one, all over the world, retreats, workshops, and your book. So wh what's the best way people can find you? Well, the, the, we, we get the hobby. It's at my father's website in miguelreese.com. And uh, there you can find what we're doing, the event calendars that the family is doing. And then we have the Facebook that we share videos and messages on, on Miguel Reese, uh, on Don Miguel Reese, on Don Miguel Reese Jr. and Don Jose Reese. And uh, in that one, you can find what, we're, what the family is doing. Awesome. And I'll make sure, I know John, our producer, will make sure uh, we'll add that to the notes after this podcast to all our listeners. Um, again, thank you very much, my brother. And uh, look forward to connecting again real soon. Oh, same way, and, and look forward to talking more. I feel like we have more to talk about. Absolutely, my brother. All right, thank you, Chris. Thank you, John. Thanks for being on the oh, show, bro. Jose. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Very, very, very happy to wake up this morning to have this positive, positive uh, work. Yeah, yes. great way to start it a day. A John, John and I were saying, because we usually record in the afternoon, but... You know that this is we 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 really enjoyed this one this morning. It's really you know it's making the day extra special. Oh, uh, oh! Thank you guys for for this uh, invitation and I look forward for today again. Make sure you know when the next episode of the Humble Warrior Podcast is available. Subscribe to the Humble Warrior Podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at the Warrior Pod and like the Humble Warrior Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks again to our guest today, Don Jose Ruiz. Until next time. Live brave. Join us next week for the next episode of the Humble Warrior Podcast. Subscribe to the Humble Warrior Podcast by visiting chrisforte.com.